This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chindanan. Hello everyone, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and with me for today's review is Lim Suen from The Bigger Picture. Suen, thanks for coming back. Glad to be back on again. So we um, are actually reviewing something that's quite unique, um, almost bordering on weird, unusual, <laughs> uh, not necessarily in a bad way. Uh, so today we're talking about Pause Play by Kong CKL. Um, and that's actually a collaborative art project by a group of uh, creatives across various disciplines. Um, and they came together under this very process-driven initiative called Sanitiga Lab. Um, and they essentially spent the most of the last few months working on workshopping uh, a performance, an online performance. So that happened over the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, you won't be able to catch that show anymore. But we're basically reviewing it and hopefully uh, there are other things that you can catch. So I'm struggling to figure out how to explain what the show is. So mm. correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, Suan, but I think perhaps the easiest way to explain it is um, to say that it's, a, it's an online Zoom experience with six distinct components that each present you with a different way of thinking about, um, experiencing, um, and I think just understanding different modes of performance. Mm. Yeah, I think that nicely describes it because I think of how different each experience was in that whole experience, it's almost difficult to put it into words. And I think the people behind it also said as much um, in, in their post-show dialogue that that they couldn't figure out the right way to describe it. And I think as someone who um, went through the experience, you know, I, I feel like a Zoom experience does somewhat describe it, but at the same time, it's not something you can easily put into words. Yeah, so I wanted to get um, into a little bit later, I wanted to get into that idea of how to describe the show. Because the show in its um, in its publicity, in its uh, uh, ticket buying page, they just really call it a virtual maze. And mm -hmm. then they talk about how um, they worked on this. None of the people involved ever met each other. All the planning, rehearsing, everything was done by a Zoom. Um, but beyond that, you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, and that's both, I think, an interesting thing. It's also one of the most challenging things about the show. But let's get into the into the experience itself. Um, what was your main thoughts or takeaways once it ended? What were you left with? I think I was just first and foremost slightly confused, and it it was confusing and weird. I think because I went in knowing next to nothing because um you know like you say the the it was sort of um put out as a, a, a maze of sort, right? So it, I was just very confused and still trying to like piece together what was happening. So it's taken, well, at least a day or so to finally like sort of figure out, okay, this is what it's meant to do. And I don't, I don't want, I don't hate it. Definitely not. Um, I don't quite know if I like it yet, but it's definitely an interesting experience. I think the less you try to make sense of it, um, the less you try and think of it as something with a story or a structure, the more effective it becomes. Um, because if you just sort of let go and, and let the uh, feelings or the immediate response that you have going through this wash over you, um, I found myself enjoying it a little, uh, enjoying it more and more. Um, so I, I just wanted to go through the six 
six components of the experience, which again, is not going to be very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we have initially the the start of the show, uh, which is sort of a, a lobby of sorts where we're waiting for the show to begin. But while that's happening, um, a performer is essentially asking people to talk about the uh, something that made them happy that week. And then she's dancing. She invites people to dance along. There's some very uh, fun and catchy, infectious music happening. And then this was followed by a sort of um, speculative future where uh, it's it's very tongue-in-cheek. Uh, they talk about animals no longer existing. Um, and, and people come on screen very DIY, you know, using mm-hmm. pails and things that they have at home, play acting this future idea of what animals today look like um, and might behave like. Um, then there's a scene in a toilet. And I think we'll, we'll definitely get into that later. Uh, there's another scene that involves dancing um, and people sort of moving in sync and, and joining in together. There's another one that's just visuals, um, very trippy, uh, very kaleidoscopic visuals with uh, questions being asked just a whole barrage of questions and um, then in the end it it kind of gets it's probably the most real it takes you to the Kongsikale space um, and almost mimics the experience of us walking out of the space after a show is done and just hearing me describe that I think you would be hard-pressed to imagine how that would work in a Zoom form. And I would say that for me, one of the the most interesting things about the show is how it uh, really uses location so well in a virtual platform, which I didn't expect. Um, Each location is so distinct. It really gives you a a weird, intimate way of interacting with space, uh, which I think can be tough when you're doing it on Zoom. Mm. Yeah, I think it's... it's I agree with what you said earlier, you know, the, the the first couple of experiences, I was trying to wrap my head around it, like, eh, what what is happening? You know, what's the storyline behind this? Trying to figure out a running theme throughout it. And I think halfway through, it's just like, okay, I give up. I'm just going <laughs> to enjoy whatever this is. And then you find yourself, you know, getting into it and sort of like letting loose for a bit. And yeah, it's definitely an interesting use of Zoom as well, you know, especially a platform that we've gotten so familiar with over the past year and a half. And this is, I guess, a very interesting way of using Zoom, but also providing an insight into, you know, like a a different space, right? Like the toilet um, experience and and also the, the, the last one, I think, which is a much more, which is almost mimicking that real life experience of going to an, um, a performance. Did any of them strike out to you more? Uh, do you have a favorite? I like the. Oh, I don't know how would you call that the the trippy one. Questions. The questions. Yes, the questions one. Yeah. I think because it, it it was so hypnotizing, and almost calming in a way, despite how it, it was both calming and anxiety inducing because you had these kaleidoscopy images, you know, constantly shifting on your screen and at the same time a barrage of questions um, and some quite existential questions being like thrown at you repeatedly. But at the same time, you know, once you get lost in it, it was actually quite calming in a weird way. <laughs> No, I, I get it. Um, I, I like that that segment a lot. And I think it coming, uh, it's sort of built in a way where there's a there's a sort of a rise and fall to the thing as well. So after the um after the dancing mm. where everyone's kind of let loose a little bit, um, then it goes into this question. And and I agree, I think that it is both anxiety inducing, but also in a weird way, very 
enjoyable and, and cathartic. Um, if I were to force a theme or put a theme to the whole thing, and this came through um, in the post-show dialogue that, mm-hmm. that they had, I think it's trying to depict pandemic experiences or rather pandemic feelings or pandemic mm. sensations because everything about it is very um, trapped almost. Um, it, 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 there's, a, there's a definite sense of anxiety and a sense of uh, weird lack of movement with most of the experiences. My favorite one, um, and perhaps because exactly this, was the first one, uh, which is about, well, the second one rather, mm. which is uh, about the animals. Um, and because I, I, I tend to like these um, sort of odd little fictional fantasy kind of stories. And I like this idea of us having sort of lost touch with nature. Um, well, I didn't like that idea, but what I mean is I like the way they brought it to life. This future where people don't really know what a snail is or don't really know what an elephant is and um, how the bits and pieces they know about these animals are things that they, they've picked up and put together. Uh, it reminded me of the story of the um, four blind men with the elephant and who each just have little bits of information to make a story up. I also like the the sense of play with the mm-hmm. performers. Um, everyone was just very physical and um, it felt both childlike and fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Overall though, I, I, I did have a question which I think I wanted to ask you now and then I'll pick up on later. What do you make of the interactive aspects? Because I find online interactive things difficult, like turn on your camera, move along with us. I find those things tough because um, I'm in my home, you know, I'm on Zoom. I don't always necessarily want to do it. Um, did you participate? Did you enjoy those aspects? Well, I'll start off with saying no, I didn't participate despite the multiple calls to if I you know, if you too. you know, if you want to, you know, join in the experience, you can turn on your camera. And I really liked how the host was not um pushy about it, you know. She was very much like you can if you want to, you know, it might make your experience better. But at the same time, there wasn't that pressure to want to do so. And I I really appreciate that. Um, but that said, I personally, I didn't switch it on because I personally don't like these interactive things. I feel somehow the idea of it being on Zoom, and I think it's what you said, Sharmila, the fact that I'm in my own home, in my room, that makes me feel even more self-conscious than I usually do. And so I'm a bit more hesitant to switch on the camera um yeah i i think it goes along with what we've been feeling throughout this year like, with with the use of zoom so many of us don't even want to switch on our cameras for meetings and i think maybe that's part of the message that they're trying to get across right that feeling of do you want to switch on your camera or do you rather just remain this black blob on the screen and some people are so okay with switching it on and dancing along mm. you know in front of random strangers and then and here i am thinking i don't even want my face to be seen like it's <laughs> a weekend i'm at home i haven't combed my hair um I did, however, like um, the first part where they asked you to interact in the chat box. And mm. I think that's perhaps one way, because uh, I'm quite happy to do that. And that's perhaps one way that it could have been worked in for the rest of the segments as well, to allow not just a turn on your camera kind of interactivity, but perhaps um, interacting in the chat or asking more questions. So that would have been interesting. Um, 
We are reviewing Kong CKL's Pause Play. That was a Zoom experience that happened over uh, over the last weekend, really. And it involved um, a series of performances that they workshopped over the course of the last few months. Uh, none of them met physically. Let us know, have you been enjoying virtual performances? Are you ready to go back to physical shows? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at VFM Radio. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Business, finance, and music. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. Today, I'm joined by Lim Su and of the Bigger Picture team. And together, we are reviewing Pause Play. It's a Zoom experience, a Zoom performance by Kong CKL, um, which they workshopped under their Sunny Tiger Lab initiative, uh, basically bringing together a host of creatives across disciplines to work on an online experience uh, that, that really entirely had its birth, its planning, its workshopping, everything happened online. Uh, And so that happened over the last weekend. It's not showing anymore, but we thought it'd be a good opportunity to review what a show like this might be. Now, we've gone quite a while without talking about the segment that both of us, I think, that stuck out for us the most, but also confronted us the most, Mm -hmm. and and which we've been referring to in our conversations as the toilet segment. Um, And I think that that segment is indicative of both the... um, the challenges of a form like this, but also really how powerful it can be. Um, I'm just going to say that it involves three or four people, um, cameras being taken into the toilet and different ways in which they sit on the toilet and and do their thing. And different angles. Uh, At different angles and some angles very confronting. I mean, you don't actually see anything happen. But yeah, I I found that really interesting, um, really disturbing um i couldn't take my eyes away but i also wanted it to end um i i I don't know i still cannot decide if i kind of think it was brilliant or i wish it wasn't there and i think that's 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 a great thing to say about theater Hmm. and and maybe that's the idea right of making you so uncomfortable because it's it's there to evoke emotions in you and well and we we both of us feel uncomfortable by it and i remember that distinctly there was definitely a voice um a, a vo over it you know someone was saying something but i just cannot remember what was being said because the the i think the visuals of it was just so um, confronting and distracting and you're just like what is happening and maybe that's also part of what's been happening with our lives you know like despite us all being stuck in our homes zoom calls and meetings have also been an intrusion into our privacy in a way and I was just thinking how I don't think I would have been nearly as bothered if I was watching someone sitting on a toilet on stage, mm. um, you know, and, and I have, and it, it wouldn't bother me. But something about this being a real bathroom, uh, you know, real people having the camera in their actual toilets and, and the sound effects, um, it, it really made me very uncomfortable. And, and you're right. I think it, it mimics a lot of the weird crossing of boundaries that the last two years have forced on us. Um, and, you know, we joke about how people are texting you from the toilet and and (laughs) it probably happens a lot more than we admit, Mm -hmm. but somehow seeing it happen in front of you is, is, is really disturbing in a way that I didn't expect. Um, 
I wanted to go back to the thing that um, we started the show with, which is the notion of how the show was framed and how it was um, presented to us. Because um, I just wanted to say that I actually thought this was a great, a really great effort and a lot of it worked really well. I'm still thinking about it, um, you know, three, four days after I've watched it. But I was wondering whether this is something that would appeal to a non-arts wider audience. And that's where I struggle because I think the way it was marketed, the way it was um, explained or presented, very little information. Um, and then, of course, some of the parts of how you participate, the interactivity, mm. um, not really having a lot of framing once you join the show. Uh, to me, all of these were perhaps things that detracted a little bit from what I think could otherwise have been a really good experience. Mm. I would say that it definitely did for me, partly because as someone who is quite selective about performances, you know, and, and things like this, if I just came across um, the, the the promotional poster for this, you know, the, the registration page, I would look at the very simple explanation of it, not get what is going to happen and probably just overlook it you know not really be keen to participate in and and definitely the more you are almost just thrown into the deep end when it first started so I was it I struggled for a few minutes to really get a sense of what's happening and I think that meant that I only started enjoying what it was halfway through because I, I was trying to figure out, okay, this this is what it's actually a participative thing and you know we're moving from one experience to another. Yeah, and and you know I'm a big proponent for the arts being accessible to people, um, and the arts being understandable to people who may not always consume the arts regularly. Uh, and to me, um, if I were to pick at one flaw for this whole thing, it would be that that it very much felt like something that um, artists or arts makers were making for uh, their friends and others who are already in the arts scene. Because if you didn't know them, if you didn't know what was happening, there's very little information to connect you to it. Um, I really think that if a if a person came to the show with a little bit more context, even if it was just understanding that we are recreating or depicting uh, sensations or feelings mm. that people had during the pandemic, or even just looking at different spaces within the pandemic, I think that would have helped um, people to feel a little bit more grounded when they join the experience rather than this, um, you know, and, and I've, I've watched a lot of online performances over the course of the last couple of years. And even for me, it took me a while to find my bearings. Um, so I wish that that part had been, had been a little bit more accessible. And then I think this would be a great way to get people to push themselves out of the comfort zone. I mean, it's only 30 minutes. You're not committing that much to it. Um, and yet you get these trippy, weird, theatrical slash virtual aspects of performance, which I thought were really quite cool. I wanted to end with the thing at the end, which is really a heralding of spaces reopening. They they sort of take you through the Kong KL space. Um, you know, they close off everything. They they turn off the lights. And then it ends with this Love Actually style mm. um, people holding um, a placards. paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, placards. Yeah, and, and um, having the credits that way. I loved it. Um, you know, the moonlight, the, the diffuse lighting of the space, the, the very uh, tactile feel of seeing this happen after the very stylized stuff that came before that. I felt like it was such a great way to end the experience 
experience um, and also made me miss physical theatre. And, and I suppose that was the point. Hmm. It was a very hopeful and positive ending. You know, the the the, the whole experience of it, it, it almost feels like you are walking through that space because it's, you know, someone's just holding up their phone and, you know, filming what it's like walking through that. And that, at that moment, it made me realize how much I miss going to places. And it made me look forward to the reopening of these spaces, you know, despite the that despite that there is still that fear of COVID-19 at the back of your head, right? But this, that felt like a very grounded moment of what is to come. So Anne, thank you for experiencing this with me, the good and the toilet of it. <laughs> it was my pleasure. We've been reviewing uh, Kongsi KL's online performance, a Zoom experience called Pause Play. Uh, it was created entirely online, performed entirely online. That happened last weekend. Uh, the show itself is over. However, if you want to check out their upcoming stuff, do follow Kongsi KL on social media. And let us know, have you been catching a lot of virtual performances? Are you ready to go back to physical shows? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a critic. Jolly presented with Chendale. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.